Welcome back to part two. We're going to talk about fear, conspiracy, all this nasty, evil, scary stuff. But if you listen all the way to the end, you're going to find out it's not all that scary. It's actually pretty uplifting. Welcome back to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Doctor. Ooh. Oh, doctor, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we need a certificate behind. Got a rebrand. Come on. How dare you slight me? That would be Dr. McKillop. To Here you. with Dr. McKillop, please call our hotline at 188-GET-HELP. Right. Welcome to the doctor's office. The doctor will see you now. <laughs> if it's if it's anything like our health care, welcome to the doctor's office. You're here for three days. Yes, right. Get comfortable. Yeah. I hope, you're, I hope your um, AirPods are charged. <laughs> please hold for... 77 hours. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. Pardon us. Another digital amen sent our way this week on Apple Podcasts from S. Hallbrook, whoever that is. Echoes of my local pulpit with five stars. I love your podcast. I work from home and listen throughout my day. The teachings of this podcast echo the clear sound I hear each week in my hometown of Guy, Arkansas. Thank oh. you for the work and burden put into this podcast. It is a strength in troubled times. We will say get amen to that. Amen. Oh yeah. Guy, Arkansas. Arkansas. That's Brother Blakely. Awesome. Welcome. Yeah, we love Brother Blakely. Thank you very much for listening. And more importantly, leaving us a review. Because if you don't leave us a review, well what are you doing? You don't really count. Unfortunately. Uh, so they're coming in, man. I think there's actually, I have heard online that people don't want, they're, they're spreading the rumor that they, they're they saying, don't leave a review on Kingdom Speak. Have you heard that? I read it somewhere. Yeah, but you, oh no, after you. Do you actually think people are writing reviews or is that just a Google animation? Oh, how many Apple? accounts have you made? Oh, now you guys got me wondering. <laughs> Is it a bot? There's no way that many people are listening. Can't yeah. be. No. So you were, uh, you were probably ruffling some feathers last episode talking about conspiracy. Um, well, he did help me out a little bit. Yeah? And he was just talking about taking comments from certain people and how to categorize those. <laughs> and now... Any it doesn't matter what we oh, say. It does not matter what you guys say. I feel great. <laughs> so you're living in ignorance, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have identified where the comments are coming mm. from. I sourced feel, them. I feel liberated. You've sourced them. But you can be assured that... Glad to be a blessing. Everything I say to you is absolutely what I believe, and it is true. <laughs> it's been verified by independent fact checkers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Has, any, has this happened to you guys before? Um, was it a couple weeks ago now? The Apple, yes, came out with uh, iPhone 13. All right. Yeah. Did did your old phone start working trashy after that? Oh, immediately. <laughs> oh, so here here it is. You think that these companies are killing their devices once the new ones come? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's already proven that they've done it with the batteries 
however long ago, right? They just started killing the battery. Yeah, but that really has nothing to do with the iPhone 13. I think you yeah, really make conspiracy. It makes it easier for me to justify my purchase, <laughs> though, oh, if I can. Oh, you know. Oh, so you're not worried about conspiracy. You're you you need a new iPhone, is what you're saying. That's, that's what the cons. Well, no, that's the fact. Yeah, that's the truth. In my world, that's a fact. Mm. Do you know what? My laptop is working rather slow. What about yours? Yeah. I think we're going to need one of them cheese graters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim Cook, you could sponsor Kingdom Speak. Tim, listen now. You listen to Kingdom Speak. You know you do. Can you imagine if Kingdom Speak was the first podcast that was sponsored by Apple? I would start every wow. show by thanking Apple. I'd it be would. like... This episode brought to you by Apple. Yeah. <laughs> the only source for all of your information technology devices. Yes. <laughs> Truly apostolic. Yeah. I yeah. would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty wow. good, actually. Oof. Did you have that in the script or is that just no, something? No, there that was just, absolutely no script for anything. Was that was that a divine moment of inspiration? I guess. <sighs> so at the end of the last episode, um, you made a little connection between conspiracy leading to fear. Right. So then if you're, if you're really afraid about something, then it may be because you have maybe unknowingly been in a bit of conspiracy. Is that possible? Is that factual, do you think, to say it like that? Okay, let, let's, um, let's, let's talk about it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, in a general 30,000-foot overview mm -hmm. of that. But there's a few things that we need to, to uh, quantify. Mm -hmm. So Isaiah, last week we read that passage. Why, why don't we read that again just to refresh? Sure. Isaiah 8.11. For the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand <laughs> upon me and warned me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear nor be in dread. So don't walk the way they walk. Don't, in other words, uh, view or mm -hmm. think, interpret, perceive mm -hmm. things the way that they do. Mm -hmm. And by extension, you don't fear what they fear. Because when you walk the way that they walk, and you think the way they think, mm -hmm. and you embrace conspiratorial theory, that they are spinning, mm -hmm. then you must embrace the fear that they have mm -hmm. because that is what is the running mate, if you will, to the conspiracy. So fear fear runs with conspiracy. It, yeah. it, it's a running mate with conspiracy. Yeah. Okay? Which is, which is what you're talking about. But God spoke to Isaiah... A little bit more and, and, and gave him a clarification. All right. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Ah. And let him be your dread. Let him mm -hmm. be your fear. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the the no fear. Remember the eyes. Clothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not the approach that Isaiah is taking. Hmm. It's, it's not that we should have no fear. It's that what we fear needs to be unique mm -hmm. and segregated from what 
what strikes fear in the core of this world that we are a part of. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think we would have general consensus by all of our listeners across all platforms. It's been a goofy few months. This this last this last nearly two years now mm-hmm. has ushered in. Uh, it's it's ushered in political measures and restrictions that have got us all just scratching our head, wondering where it's going to go. And sincere people can can get raptured up into the the foray of uh, where does this fit eschatologically? Where mm. does this fit? Um, even with my personal health, where does it fit with the church? How about the church within the community? Is it our response to love our neighbor so much that we do this X, Y, Z, that we quit having church, that we only assemble so often that we, you see, it, it, it's all, mm-hmm. it all feeds into it. I think there would be general consensus that, that we have seen fear become the agent that literally has driven people Mm-hmm. Beyond the scope of rationality, for sure. That that I, I I'm, I'm baffled by. I, I can't believe that entire societies have laid down so willingly their uh, freedoms, their mm-hmm. totally. They just freely gave them up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. And and every once in a while, you can see that begin to seep into the church. Mm-hmm. We are not to fear what they fear, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that we shouldn't fear. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah is saying, just because the New York Times says be scared of it, or just because a political leader says to fear it, mm-hmm. does not mean you fear it. Mm-hmm. You need fear, but you've got to source your fear. Mm. So if you're struggling with fear, you need to ask again, piggybacking on last week's episode, where'd that come from? Who, exactly. Who's the source of this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why am I afraid? That's right. Okay? Yep. Fear yep. is a very real thing. Oh, of course. It's a palatable thing. I've had folks that have talked to me that <clears throat> have, have had encounters with... Uh, COVID-19, and they've, mm. been, they've fought it off, and God's brought them through mm. or have talked to them as they've been coming through it. And you know you know what the constant thing is? It's, it's my thinking. It's, yep. it's the anxiety mm. associated with it because uh, media and, 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 and the, the political voices and public health representatives have beat a drum for mm. 19 months. It's going to get you. Mm. It's gonna get you, and so then when they, when they when they contract the disease, and they get the virus, they they the temptation is to immediately succumb to what you've been told. Mm. Okay, we're not to be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. We are not, and there have been folks that have lost their lives due to the virus. Mm. It's a real thing. Yeah. Mm. But fear is what we're here to talk about right now. Mm. Fear. Mm. Okay? So Isaiah very carefully and methodically says, we've got to distance ourselves from their mode of walking, 
thinking and fearing. And we've got to walk, think, and fear an entirely different source. Right. Exactly. Who, who makes you afraid? <clears throat> yeah. You're scared. Remember, remember the thing we did as kids? I was going to scared of a man that tall. You try to get guys to blink. Yeah. <laughs> what is the source of your fear? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really not that nobody has fear. It's that different things make us afraid. Yeah, and that that doesn't mean we go around <coughs> licking every public doorknob, right? <laughs> That's not a yeah. It's not particularly a trait that we're, I. Have. We're also advocating for wisdom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yeah, you're you're going after that paralyzing fear where you don't even live. It right <laughs> cuts your life off. You're so afraid of right. everything. Right. Yep. So fear is the companion to conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But here's the end result of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy wants you to fear it more than you fear God. Totally. Hmm. That's the end result. That's where we're going. Yep. Of the fear that conspiracy is wanting to generate in you that you're more afraid of it than you are of God. Hmm. Okay. So there's a biblical example that I want to I want to draw your attention to and and we all we all know it uh very well but it is the account of israel being brought out Mm -hmm. of egypt Mm -hmm. and the process of deliverance you know deliverance is not always instantaneous absolutely right yep okay so uh the easiest thing in the world to do is to say that israel came out in an evening in a, in a moment, at midnight, man, they walked out. No, there were months of plagues that led up to mm-hmm. the deliverance of, of Israel out of Egyptian captivity. Mm-hmm. Okay? It culminated in a moment, but there was a lot that led up to it. It's kind of like someone coming to an altar. I love hearing the backstory. Yeah, exactly. To what brought you through the oh, doors yeah. for the first pl- for the first time? Yeah. Because it, it never started yeah. when you just randomly pulled in and opened up the door to never. a oh, to yeah. a little country church. Yeah, there's always something behind that. Yep. There is a process by which plagues, unfortunate events, begin pushing you out of the nest of comfortability mm. and, and 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 got you wandering, mm-hmm. searching. There has to be more meaning to life. There's got to be something. Truth has to be out there somewhere. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what began happening with Egypt and Israel is, is God said, I'm going to bring them out. Okay? And he told Moses, I want you to go and talk to Pharaoh. That's right. So it came to pass on the day when the Lord spake unto Moses in the land of Egypt that the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I am the Lord. Speak thou unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say unto thee. I am the Lord, and you speak everything mm-hmm. that I'm telling you. Okay? And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh. Now, I find that interesting, just as a, as a side note. He tells Moses, I am God. Mm-hmm. Then he turns right around and says, And because you have submitted to me, I have made you God to Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh clearly doesn't believe that I'm God. 
right? Right. You, you can tell that by just listening to Pharaoh's reaction to Moses the first time that he steps into the, to the car. <laughs> what God is that that's going to... And he just thumbs his nose mm. at Moses as God. Yeah. So God made Moses. Moses a lowercase God to an individual named Pharaoh hmm. because Moses stayed submitted to him. All right. So that's the setup. That's the backstory to the beginning process mm-hmm. of deliverance for the children of Israel from Egypt. Read. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh that he send the children of Israel out of his hand, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, <sighs> that I may lay my hand upon Egypt. There's a reason why Pharaoh's going to resist you. Let's go back again to last week. Producer Randy's already referenced it. Sources make a difference. Yeah, they do. Okay? Mm, yeah. Sources make a difference. So Moses, you're going to go in there. Mm-hmm. You're going to say what I sourced for you to say. That's right. I am the source of the narrative here. Coming from me now. Yep. Let my people go. But when they resist you, Moses, they are not resisting you. Okay? Totally. You're, it's not your message. Yeah. It's my message. So when they resist, they're resisting me. But it's because they don't have a choice, Moses. Because I am going to harden his mm. heart so that I can lay my hand upon Egypt and... And bring forth mine armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. <clears throat> I got armies in there. Yeah. Do, 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 don't don't get don't get don't let that be lost on you. Mm. There is an army that is mixing mortar and making bricks and building houses. Yeah, exactly right. That when they come out is going to become an army. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's it's ready, Moses. But you got to be willing to go speak a message that I give you to a man that won't receive it mm-hmm. because I won't let him receive it because I want to lay my hand on Egypt. Now, are you willing to preach a message that nobody will receive so that God mm. can do what he wants? There, there's times that God may give a man of God a message that will not be received because it's part of a deliverance scenario, a setup so that the people of God can be moved into that dimension of deliverance, okay? Mm-hmm. God wanted to demonstrate his hand. Mm-hmm. He wanted to reveal his hand to Egypt. Now, there's an interesting, there's an interesting uh, statement that is made when you read this story, and it's, it's this, that whenever the Egyptians would refer, and in the future, whether it be the Philistines, would refer to what God did, Mm -hmm. okay? They referred to it as plagues. That's right. But whenever the children of Israel, and in the future, the prophets would refer back to it, they would say, it's the wonder of God. Big difference. How you, 
Okay, we got to go back to what Isaiah said. Do not call conspiracy what they call conspiracy. If we begin regurgitating the narrative of Egypt, we will have what we are going through labeled as the very thing that yep. Egypt labels what we're going through. Yep. We do not need to view this pandemic mm -hmm. the same way that CNN views it and the same way mm -hmm. that, that the UN views it. Could it be, and, 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 and here is a bit of a provocative uh, opinion here, but, mm -hmm. but could it be that we need to spend less time trying to scout out the source of the Wuhan virus and, and the wet markets and whether it came from a bat and maybe, maybe just rest in the fact that God could be mm -hmm. the source of what is going on here. How about that for a novel idea? Mm -hmm. Why is the church robbing from God? Boy, that's big. Why is the church robbing from God? Why are we giving the acclaim of what is going on to some mad scientist when the reality is that, that God could be hardening a Pharaoh's heart so that he could condition the church? Here's, here's, here's a very novel idea. He could be conditioning the church to be raptured out of here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you suppose that maybe... We spend so much time trying to find the Antichrist in what's going on that we failed to see that Jesus Christ has got his hand in what is going on. God. That's huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like we said last episode, let's go back and take this current philosophy and apply it back then. So we would be blaming the Nile turning to blood on the government. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Look at this poor uh, management of the environment. Yes. The government's polluting our rivers. We'd be asking Alex Jones yeah. why the red was why the river was turning red. Right. Turning yeah. the turning yeah. the frogs. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's it's like oh we're blaming all of these wasps in the air. On, yeah. Really. Yeah. It ain't the government. Right. It's God. Right. Right. Oh, why boy. why are we so hell bent on finding the antichrist in this? Mm -hmm. when we won't recognize God's hand in this. It was not even Moses that was the source of the plagues in Egypt. It was God right. who was the source of the plagues. I want to put my hand on Egypt. That's what he said. Yep. Yep. How many, how many of our listeners would agree with us today if we just would, would dare to think a bit outside of the conspiratorial box? to think that this may not have anything to do with Democrats, hmm. Republicans, or who's in the White House. Maybe this has got nothing to do with liberals or conservatives mm -hmm. or who the prime minister is. Maybe this has got nothing to do with British empires or doctors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. or Maybe this has got everything to do with a God who is so fed up with a world that is so progressively immoral and unhinged. Mm -hmm. And he wants to get his people out. I think the safest way to keep ourselves inoculated against the Antichrist is to stay familiarized with the hand of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in the affairs of men. Mm -hmm. You do know that every one of the leaders of this world, if you, if you believe your Bible, now this, is, this is a source you can trust here. Right. Mm -hmm. Every one of the leaders, every one of the leaders of the world right now are in his hand. He turns the hearts of the kings. It's him. It's him. Why are we so bent 
on finding the conspiracy when we don't just accept the fact that below it all is God's hand. Sovereignty of God. Definitely. And it's holding it all. Ah, it's that Moses fella. Okay? Yeah. And here's, here's what began happening. Don't fear what they fear, Isaiah said, because, or, or rather, let's take it, don't, don't, don't call conspiracy what they call conspiracy. That's, right. That's the first one. And as an extension of that, you don't fear what they fear. Mm-hmm. I noticed this. I believe that the Egyptians began fearing the plagues more than they feared God. Hmm. You would notice that their heart would start to soften Mm -hmm. while the plague was still in effect. The moment that God stopped the plague is the moment that they would... They would they, the, 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 the switch would flip, mm. and they would go back to thumbing their nose at God. The only thing that they feared was the plague. Our world does not fear God. Right now it fears a virus, mm. but the moment that the virus is gone, they'll get their courage back. Yep. I think we need to fear a God who can stop a plague more than we need to fear even a magician that can start one. Ooh, sit on that for a second. Now there's a whole can of worms right there you've opened up. (coughs) Yep. You want to get my attention, stop something. Stop something. Don't start something. Yeah. The Egyptian magicians were good at playing, playing ball with the divine as it mm-hmm. relates to getting something initiated. Mm-hmm. They could throw down a stick and it become a, a, a serpent. But they couldn't stop stuff. It takes the divine. You, you know, the devil's good at throwing people into chaos. But he can never bring them back to order. And he can cause a lot, can he? Uh, there are times that God may allow chaos to come into your life, but if you don't get off the ship, order returns before it's before it's over. And and if God mm. does not rapture his church soon, hear me. This pandemic will be over and order will be restored and we will go on having revival. We've been having revival the whole way through it. <clears throat> but we cannot allow the church to adopt conspiratorial tendencies and to be so driven by fear that there's no separation between us and what the world is fearing. Mm-hmm. They feared the plagues more than they feared God. And Paul wrote to Timothy about yeah. this very thing. Yeah. And what did he say? Let's go to 2 Timothy. Right, around, it's, right it's, around 2 Corinthians. Yeah. Okay, this, this, is, this is about <laughs> around 2 Corinthians. Right around there. <laughs> this is about fearing the right thing. That's right. This is not about not fearing. It's about fear that is coming from the right mm. source. Okay? For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, uh, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yes. Read that in the Amplified. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. But he hath given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind. 
and discipline and self-control. Wow. Sounds like kind of what I want to be. Wow. Mm -hmm. If you're driven by a spirit of fear Mm -hmm. or you have succumbed to a spirit of fear, God didn't give that. That's the wrong source. He gave us a spirit. There is a spirit of power and love and, and, mm. and, and, and a soundness of mind. Oh, God, give the church a revival of the soundness of mind. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> yep. Less panic. God, if the church could, could ever develop the ability to stay on point. Mm-hmm. Now, our church has been tried, and churches have been tried through this. We've, we've gone recently through two or three weeks of online services mm-hmm. where the church has had to, had to rely on its maturity to, 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 to stay on point mm-hmm. and to keep the forward momentum mm-hmm. of the vision that God has given us. But we've got to keep it. We cannot adopt a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. When Peter was fearful at the fire, he denied Jesus because there's something about fear that will make you deny Jesus. When King Saul was fearful of Goliath, he couldn't fight. Mm -hmm. Fear will make you lose your fight. Mm -hmm. When Abraham was afraid of losing his wife, he lied to the king because fear will make a man of faith into a liar. We cannot let a spirit of fear begin to erode the underpinnings of our faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or we'll become a man that we don't even want to be. Changes you, doesn't it? It does change us. It does change us. Wow. Harry Emerson Fosdick said, fear imprisons, faith liberates. Fear paralyzes, faith empowers. Fear disheartens, faith encourages, fear sickens, faith heals. Fear makes one useless, faith makes one serviceable. Mm -hmm. Fear puts hopelessness at the heart of life while faith rejoices in God. He died in 1969. That's still a true statement. That's a good source right there. Faith over fear. Faith over fear. Every time. So we got some disciples in a boat. And they are facing their fear. Mm -hmm. A storm has arisen. The waves are, are smashing the boat. These guys had been in a storm before. A lot of them were fishermen. The winds were blowing, but they'd been in a storm like that before. That, that, was, that was natural fear. The whole game shifted <clears throat> when they looked up and saw what they identified as a spirit or a ghost. Mm-hmm. Walking to them on the water. That took their fear to another level. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you can look at you can look at the wind and you can look at the waves and you know 
the source. But when you see that, yeah, where'd that come from? Where is that coming from? Where's that coming from? Mm, I've been fishing out here a long time. That's exactly right. Never and I've never that. seen that. Yeah. Okay. You know it, man. Storms have a, have a tendency of messing up your ability to perceive things properly. Mm-hmm. We know the end of the story. We know that's Jesus coming to them on the water. But their perception was so messed up by what was going on around them that they missed the approach of really the only authority that could change the situation that they were in. Exactly. They were afraid of their solution. Absolutely. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thinking it was a devil or something. Thinking it's some spirit or something. <laughs> and man, this is the thing you've been praying for. Yep. While you have been bailing, right. you've been saying, God, send me an answer, and here he comes. And now you're more scared than you were before you saw your answer come. Yeah. Okay? There is something about not being able to source where something is coming from that that invokes a dimension of fear that really, really takes things to to another level. I've, I've asked this question in discussion. I have asked God about this. God, show us what is behind this pandemic. Show us the source of it. But I really wonder the longer that it goes, is it not God? Is it not God in this? You know, there, there's there's sincere people that have been concerned that that maybe maybe this whole vaccination thing is part of uh, a, a, a an antichrist mark mm-hmm. of the beast set up. Mm-hmm. I I for one believe that 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 the system is being fine tuned. Mm-hmm. That that the mark of the beast could run on the rails of what is being established right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think, here, here's, 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 a, here's a fear that I would like to address. Mm-hmm. Okay? And again, talk to your pastor about it. But let me just give you my two cents on it. And, and I am by far uh, not an authority. Well, you are a doctor. On eschatological views. We set you but up, I am a doctor. We set you up as a doctor last episode, so you have plenty of track record to run on at this point. Yeah, seven days of being yeah, a doctor. It's been a week. <clears throat> yeah, here. I just processed the package deal of two million followers, so you've got the following now to pursue. Wow! So I'm an expert. Yep. Yeah. No. Giver. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can we get a lab coat instead of that jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what I don't think mm. is going to happen. I do not believe that the mark of the beast is going to be slipped in on us. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's deception, and I understand that unless the days were shortened, even the very elect would have been deceived. But I do not believe that we will be able to take the mark of the beast without knowing that we're taking the mark of the beast. I do not think that God has the mark of the beast shrouded in some spoonful of chocolate pudding like we try to give the bitter pill to our children with. Mm. 
yeah. trying his best to shroud it in secrecy yeah. so that he can catch the church off guard and go, ha, gotcha. And now I don't have to spend eternity with you. That's not what God's after. The mark of the beast, you're not going to have to ponder it. You're going to know because you're going to be pledging loyalty to it. You're going to be expressing worship to the, mm. to the beast. You have to know who the beast is and pledge loyalty to him before you can take his mark. Okay? Mm. We can't get caught into the conspiracy of it. Do I think that the Antichrist could use a system like this, you better believe it, where, mm -hmm. we could, where we're going to be limited for buying and selling and everything monitored and passports. and Yeah, yeah, I can see it happening. But we're going to know it. Mm -hmm. And so with all of the fears that are out there, the church need not adopt the fear mm -hmm. of maybe I've taken the mark of the beast. If your question is, maybe I took it, you didn't take it. <laughs> oh, I get well. a Bible bus. <laughs> yep. Do not call conspiracy what they call conspiracy. Yeah. If you are expressing expressing concern about, I sure hope I didn't take it. Yep. Then you didn't take it. It's like somebody saying, I'm not sure if I've ever ridden in a Corvette before. Well, you probably haven't because yes. you would remember. Or let's flip it on the <laughs> other side. Have we not used this argument? Yep. Um, have you received the Holy Ghost? Well, I am. Uh, I think so. Well, well uh, you know, one time I prayed and a tear ran down my. Nope, you didn't get the Holy Ghost. Because when you get the Holy Ghost, you know. Yes. You know. So we've got to pull back. We cannot allow the wind, mm -hmm. the waves, the whipping, mm -hmm. to get us in such a frenzy that we lose the source of what's walking to us on the water. Ask yourself, where'd that come from? Why do I feel the way that I feel? Why do I believe what I believe? Why did I just post what I posted? Why did I just agree with what was said? Where'd that guy come from that said it? Where did his sources come from? Oh, and, yeah. And, 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 and why, why am I believing it? Grab your Bible. Yeah. Fall in love with the Word of God. Fall in love with the man of God. Embrace the pulpit and say, preach to me. Give me something that's rooted in a source that has not changed. It has stood the test of time. And if you stay in love with that source, I've got some good news. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. As we're closing, there's, there's an example in Isaiah we don't have to read the entirety of it, but David is, is, is encamped with the Assyrians all around him. And he says, Ariel, Ariel, the city of David. And it looks bad, man. This is, this is, this is their version of winds and waves mm. and bailing. Jerusalem is down for the count. And the adversaries of God and the people of God are all the way around them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 29. Yeah, in the ESV it says, But the multitude of your foreign foes shall be like small dust, and the multitude of the ruthless like passing chaff. And in an instant, suddenly, you will be visited by the Lord of hosts, 
with thunder and with earthquake and great noise, with whirlwind and tempest. Okay, don't, don't miss that. You will be visited. He did not say you will be visited by thunder and you'll be visited by sound. He said you will be visited by the Lord with, okay, okay. sources, yeah. mm-hmm. sources, sources. Everybody, everybody around there had heard thunder before, had heard loud noises before, had, had experienced contrary winds before, had experienced fire, okay? Mm-hmm. He says there's going to be earthquakes. Great noise, whirlwind, tempest, flame of a devouring fire, and the multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, all that fight against her and her stronghold and distress her shall be like a dream, a vision of the night. As when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he's eating, and awakes with his hunger not satisfied. Or when as a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he's drinking, and awakes faint with his thirst not quenched. That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Okay? So here's, here's what happens. All of, the, all of the adversaries are gathered around Jerusalem. They're ready to snuff her out. Everything's going in their favor. Imagine the chit-chatter that is going on in the ranks of, of the Assyrians, when the night before they're going to pull the trigger, it's going to be all over, and all of a sudden the ground starts shaking. And as the earth starts quaking, a wind starts blowing. And it's not an average wind. It's a whirlwind, and it's a tempest, and there is a great noise. Mm. And then all of a sudden, as they stagger to the front of the tent and pull the flaps back, there is a devouring fire that is that is it's it's an inferno, a divine inferno. Mm-hmm. They had all seen natural examples of each of these, but God is visiting his people. The source is now different. This is not just a natural earthquake. This is a divine earthquake. This is not just a natural whirlwind. This is a divine whirlwind and a divine fire. And all of those things happening at once had to have those adversaries scratching their head as they retreated, going, where is this coming from? Yes. God, when he's ready to deliver us, can do it in such a way, using the very things that they've all been through before, but God, when God is the source of that, mm-hmm. it feels different. When you're in an earthquake, okay, he done it with Elijah. Yep. An earthquake, mm-hmm. yep. a whirlwind, yep. a fire yep. passing by the mouth of a cave, all of them, but God wasn't in it. But when you're, when you're in, these, in these natural storms, but God is using them mm-hmm. to get your attention Brother, when he comes to the defense of the church, he can come to the defense of the church. When he is coming to defend Jerusalem, he can come to the defense of Jerusalem. The source mm-hmm. changes how it feels. This isn't a normal earthquake. And can I tell you that the church better get ready? And for sure, the world better be ready. But they're not listening to this podcast, likely. But they need to hear it. Get ready. There's going to be some things happen between now and the, and the rapture of the church that's going to have God's hand involved with it. Mm. Could this be one of them that we've been through in the last 19 months? Mm. Could it be that this is not just something that, what, what, what have they been talking about, gain, gain of function? 
where the, the labs are taking viruses and they're implementing these gain-of-function things, trying to increase the, 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 the contagibility of them and the transmissibility of them. Yeah, I don't could, even know. Could it, could it all be that, that, that this is just part of God's hand at work? Mm. Because he's wanting to demonstrate to the world the same way that he did to the enemies of, of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my church through this and out of this. I'm pretty sure God's in control. I'm pretty sure. Why should the church be worried that it's not going to survive? Why are we even thinking that way? The world needs to be worried that it's not yeah. going to survive. Yeah. The church is going to survive. Yeah, that's right. And we can survive if we have to have church in our homes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we can survive if we have to have church remotely every once in a while. Do I like it? Absolutely not. But we're going to make it. We're going to make it. The day of Pentecost is another example sitting in an upper room. And suddenly there came a sound from, from, from. A different source. A different source. Mm -hmm. A different source. They'd heard wind before. They'd heard sounds before, but the source was different. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a different sound in an apostolic church. We're not competing with other uh, concert venues. When a choir sings that's full of the Holy Ghost, it needs to have a sound from heaven. Mm-hmm. that a choir that doesn't have the Holy Ghost shouldn't be able to compete with. Right. Why? The source is different. Mm. Right. The source is different. And brothers and sisters, it's going to happen one moment. Mm-hmm. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit cor- incorruption. Mm-hmm. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? You know, there's going to be a change. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be a change. Things are going to shift. The source is going to change. Mm-hmm. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. While, while we're still here, the church needs to be asking, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. There's going to be coming a day, a few seconds after the rapture that the yards around the churches that we now attend are going to be filled with people scratching their heads saying, where, where, where'd they go? Where, where, where did that come from? Because we're once again reunited with our source. We're not of this world. We're in it, but we're of another source. And we're going to be reunited with him. So look, don't get caught up in the conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear. Fear God. Fear the Word of God, and you're going to be okay.